Hello and welcome to The Bottom Line. This podcast examines the everyday business and finance issues faced by closely held and private businesses. We hope to provide you with news you can use in what we like to think of as a jargon-free zone. I'm your host, Dave Plasco, and with us as always is Tim Schuster, a senior manager in Eisner Amper's Private Business Services Group. Today we'll discuss with Tim the issues that might arise if your trusted advisor is retiring. Tim, hello. Hey, Dave, good seeing you. Always a pleasure, my friend. (laughs) So in a prior podcast, we discussed the great transition that has already started, you know, the the baby boomers retiring Mm -hmm. en masse. Some are calling the silver tsunami. Yep, yep. Um, So that's going to be, you know, it's already happening and it's going to even increase over the next five or ten years. And you mentioned a few times that businesses need to prepare for this. And one of those ways to prepare is preparing for your trusted business advisor who's retiring. What should business do? Yeah, honestly, you know, it, it's it's wild, right? So, you know, the great transition or the great transfer of wealth really has begun, just like you said. You know, with the baby boomers really starting to retire, we're seeing this transition, but it's interesting because it's, and like you said, what about the trusted advisors, right? You know, included with this great transition of wealth is a transition of trusted advisors that people have worked with, you know, for years. Um, we're even seeing it here internally, right? So it's interesting. Okay. So, you know, hopefully if, if the trusted business advisor is retiring, they're letting clients know, look, I'm going to be sunsetting over the next year or two. So upon hearing that news, what should a business do right away to start planning? Right, exactly. So, you know, an action plan should really be put in place. Uh, you know, and if you have been working with a seasoned professional, you know, for many years, uh, and they have not mentioned to you what their retirement plans are, you know, you particularly as the client should be proactive and ask. You know, the last thing you need to have happen is suddenly you receive a notice in the mail that your advisor is retiring with a note that says, have a nice life, right? You know, you just don't want to see that. Um, If your advisor works at a large institution, you know, similar to ours, you know, see if you could begin working with a younger professional to help with the transition if that hasn't already happened. Okay. So as these more seasoned advisors retire, and you know, go on to bigger and better things. Should business owners, C-suiteers, and so forth, should they have reservations about working with a millennial advisor? Let me tell you, I'm glad you brought that up. So, you know, actually this whole podcast came to be as one of my contacts put me in touch with their client whose advisor is about to retire. You know, and speaking as a millennial advisor myself, you know, we're a great resource to help with any needs that you as a client might have. So the great advantage of working with a millennial, especially one who's been advising through this great transition is presumably we're going to be around for the long haul. So it's a nice feeling knowing that you could be working with a trusted advisor who has, you know, many additional years of service to provide to you. Okay, good. Well, any final thoughts? Of course, absolutely. You know, as advisors, you try to be proactive with our clients about the changing business dynamics, you know, and as a client, you really got to be proactive with your advisors about their plans as well. You know, you just don't want to have to find someone last minute because this conversation was just not had. And as a selfless pitch for myself, if you're in a bind, you can always call me. Okay, good, good. So yeah, so it's all about keeping the lines of communication open. Absolutely. So it's it's that time in the program, Tim, uh, for one of your New Jersey 
Historical Society fun facts. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, this is an interesting one. Um, the borough of Ship Bottom was incorporated in 1925, and the name dates back to a shipwreck that occurred back in March of 1817. You know, Captain Stephen Willits of Tuckerton rescued a young woman from the hull of an overturned ship, and this rescue became known as Ship Bottom. Oh. So that's how they got the name. Interesting as always, Tim. You never disappoint. <laughs> Try not to. So thank you for listening to The Bottom Line as part of the Eisner Amper podcast series. If you have any questions or there's a topic you'd like us to cover, email us at contact at eisneramper.com. And visit eisneramper.com for more information on this and a host of other topics. Join us for our next Eisner Amper podcast when we get down to business.